This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hello, Spilled Milk listeners. Matthew here. This is a special edition of Spilled Milk recorded live in front of a studio audience at Microsoft on October 22nd, 2010. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we usually cook something delicious, eat it all, and, well, today you can actually have some. Wow, it's exactly the opposite of what we usually do. Usually we cook something and eat it all, and you can't have any. Someone else cooked this stuff, and you can have some. So we, we, do this, uh, we do this podcast uh, every two weeks, and it usually, usually doesn't have a live audience, so we're really excited and scared to be here with a live audience. <laughs> and you can, uh, you can find us by searching for Spilled Milk on, uh, on Zoom Marketplace or that other thing. <laughs> so um, today we have decided to talk about puffy snacks. Yes. And um, we didn't really know how else to describe the particular brand of, of snack food that we're talking about. So we have, we have coined puffy snacks, and we hope that we can, hope that makes some sense. Would you like to, to talk a little bit about uh, how we came to the decision to yeah. go with this topic today? So, well, you know, we, um, we, wanted, we wanted to do something that we wouldn't have to cook because we're lazy. Uh, Even though we just saw up there on the screen that it says we're featured chefs. Featured chefs, yes. We have prepared flaming Hot Cheetos for you today. <laughs> right. We, we totally would have won on Iron Chef with this smorgasbord <laughs> of dishes. Um, and uh, and something, uh, something that would be kind of in the spirit of the Halloween season, so a little bit scary. Um, we, have some, we have some spicy stuff here. And, uh, you know, something that we like. And, we, and we've been preparing strenuously, researching, sampling for this episode. And, uh, and we have an important uh, technical question since we're here at Microsoft, which is, does anybody here know how to unclog a laptop that, where the keyboard is full of orange cheese powder? Or even more importantly, like a human circulatory system that is clogged with cheese powder. I think that's like the million dollar question these I've got days. the answer for you. Orangioplasty. <laughs> oh, but I'm... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving right along. Um, so, you know, there are many different puffy snacks we could have chosen today, including like those shrimp crackers that you can get at oh, right. Jamaya, those kinds Absolutely. of things. Rice Krispies, even. Yeah. You well, know, Rice Krispies, the, the problem is, I mean, that's not really a snack because they're too small to like pull out one by one and eat unless you're a Smurf. Um, so we wanted to go, we wanted to go, you know, something, something you can pull out one by one and snack on. So basically something essentially Cheeto shaped. 
Yes, and, and definitely not rice cakes. We discussed rice cakes, but we decided that they don't really count as snacks, that they're sort of more like just air. Right, not, not technically so, a food. Yeah, yeah, unless you're in Europe where they like to turn everything that we would use as diet food upside down. So you can get rice cakes there that are coated in chocolate, I which think, I think is really the way to eat a rice cake. So If you anyway. turn something upside down, does that, does that give it more calories or less? <laughs> in this case... Well, upside-down cake, that has a lot of calories. That's true. It's That's working. True. That's true. So, um, so let's talk about how these things get puffed, because that's part of why I wanted to do the show today, because I wonder, how does this, how does this occur in nature or not? <laughs> these are all 100%. They, they just go out and harvest them from the fields. <laughs> no, so, uh, so a, puffed, uh, a puffed snack, I mean, puffed grains have been around way, way longer than the advent of industrial Cheetos. You put a grain uh, in a, in a high-pressure steam container, you release the pressure really quickly, and uh, the gas that's in the grain expands very quickly and takes the rest of the grain with it. And so that, that age-old process is, is, the, uh, is the basis for how all of these modern abominations are made. <laughs> is, that a, is that also how, like, corn nuts would be made? I, I what else can you do with this kind of technology? You mean, like, what other things can you puff? Yeah. Humans? Like humans, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cupcakes, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. We, we, if we get one of those, I, I think there there should be like a TV show where where people take things and it's, it's like that. Will Will it blend series? Like Will it puff? There's a show about Will it blend. You've never seen Do Will you try it blend. Stuff in you, the you guys have all seen Will it blend, right? It's a it's a online video series where it's an it's an ad for these really powerful blenders and like you know uh, if we put this iPhone in the blender, like what happens? Well, I assume that one was pretty popular around here. <laughs> anyway, well, let's move on to tasting these things. And we want to invite you all to come up and, and partake of our, our meal here today. So we have uh, put a little self-service buffet center at the, at the end of the counter here yes. and some napkins. Please come up and help us eat these things so we'll feel less lonely. Yes, and I, I should mention that one, one other reason that we wanted to do this is that uh, so that I could send Molly to the store to buy this stuff. Do you want to talk about your experience? I had a, a shameful experience at the store yesterday buying these things. I live in Ballard, and I went to Ballard Market, the local grocery store, and, you know, of course, Ballard Market is, is too good to carry these snacks. So not only was I ashamed that I had attempted to buy them at a store that was too good for them, but then I had to go to Safeway. Uh-huh. And so I went to go buy them at Safeway, and there I am with literally two bags of Funyuns, two bags of regular Cheetos, two bags of Crunchy or, you know, flaming Hot Cheetos, and a pack of gum. And I'm standing, <laughs> at the che- I'm standing in the checkout line, and I'm sort of instinctively checking out the, you know, the shopping basket of the woman next to me, and she's got, like, fat-free half and half and fat-free yogurt and I'm instinctively sort of thinking gosh you know you should just be buying regular half and half like what is this with fat-free half and half and then I look at what I've got and I'm like I have no room to talk I've got six bags of puffy snacks not, and a pack not of a gum. nutritional leg to stand on yeah yeah so anyway, I, I went I went through hell to, to bring this to you today, people. Yes. And um, so let's eat. Yeah. So um, anyone, feel free. Everyone, please come up. We've got uh, you can you can kind of get yourself a napkin full of puffy snacks here. We've narrowed the the whole universe of puffy snacks down to these uh, five selections. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna eat them in a particular order, the right. way that we would go about eating from a cheese plate. So we're gonna start with the most sort of neutral one. Right. And by neutral we mean Cheetos original crunchy. 
So, um, so Matthew. So Matthew and I have, you know, taken the day off of puffy snacks up to this point. We That's wanted right. to have a fresh palate. For Whereas this. usually we would have had them for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. With milk. So let's smell it first, shall we? The, get the bouquet off of that. <laughs> yeah. Regular Cheetos don't smell like much. They really don't. They have a faintly dairy aroma, if aroma is even the right word. I should crunch louder so that the mic will pick it up. I think it'll pick it up. Huh. A lot saltier than I remember. I'm glad I saved some of my ginger ale as a palate cleanser. How do they get the, um, the cheese caked onto this? I don't know. I was afraid you were going to ask that because I, I did not look that part up on Wikipedia. Um, huh. like, like I looked up how they puff the snacks. I used to love these so much as a kid. Um, my mother would never buy them for me, and so when I was in fourth grade, there was a new girl in school, and I would intentionally sit across from her at lunch, and I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I used to do the old, oh, what's over there thing, and I would take the bag of the little single snack size bag out of her lunchbox. You were a mean girl. And then she, would, she, would, she knew that I did it, but I would just lie and say that I had them the whole time. I was a much better liar as a 10-year-old than I am now. Wow, and see, I would have been the kid that you stole the Cheetos from. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, these, I find them, I liked them so much more as a kid. I don't know. They make me sad now. Well, maybe we should move on to the Funyuns. Let's move on to the Funyuns. Matthew, you have a, a long and illustrious history with the Funyun. I, I do. I was, I was telling Molly on the way over that uh, when I, I, I went to this uh, K through 12 school for a while and um, my standard middle school snack was I would go to the student store, which was run by high schoolers, and I would either get uh, Diet Coke and uh, whatchamacallit or Diet Coke and Funyuns. Either, either way, you know, together they make a complete protein or something. Mmm. What's really challenging for me is the smell of these, which is a little bit just like the, the smell of um, a vacuum bag. Whoa. And I mean, like, once you've collected a bunch of household detritus in it. That, that might be how they're made. They're puffed in a <laughs> vacuum bag. <laughs> Those have a kind of an intense aftertaste. My wife will not allow Funyuns in the house because of the smell. So, uh, so we have to eat them here with you people instead. I feel that I need to cleanse my palate with a Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Now, the thing, I, the thing that makes me so happy about Flamin' Hot Cheetos, kids love these things. My wife uh, works in a middle school, and she, the kids eat Flamin' Hot Cheetos all the time. <laughs> I see everyone loves them just as much as I do. Um, and, uh, you know, this makes, this makes me so excited about the future because, like, you know, these kids aren't eating the regular Cheetos. They're eating the Flaming Hot. And I figure a kid that, that's into the Flaming Hot stupid Cheetos, they don't have a jaded palate. They're ready to make some things happen. They're not apathetic. I like that these are seasoned with Flaming Hot seasoning. <laughs> that's actually what the ingredient list says. I assume that it's like a byproduct of the, of the uh, pepper spray industry. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, that's, that's how they're made. They're sprayed with pepper spray. These taste like they have a lot of, I just noticed they have citric acid, and I was wondering if they had like some lemon or lime in there because they make my mouth feel like I scrubbed it with um, something abrasive. That's, that's part of the appeal, yes. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to something that, that neither of us had ever encountered before we started planning this episode, which is uh, We're really excited that this episode gave us a chance to before? worry before? See, we, um, we were looking up, I, I, think we, I think we looked up Cheetos online and, uh, and found 
in the UK and India, there's a, there's a snack similar to Cheetos called Kurkure. And, uh, and so I'm, I thought, well, we have to get those even if we have to like, go online and order them and, and pay a stupid amount of shipping, which we didn't because... We took a road trip. We took a road trip to Mayuri Supermarket, um, right near here, where, um, yes, we took, we took a road trip to get, to get Indian snack food. Um, and, uh, and these things are really, really cool. They are made by Frito-Lay. They come um, in a tea time value pack, they which come is in a tea so much time value better, pack. really, than like a TV time value pack or a snack time value and pack. And so the flavors, they come in like eight different flavors, but the ones we're going to taste today are... We're going to taste Punjabi Karai Masala. That's not, that's not Punjabi, it's, it's Funjabi. And this is its first time in India. Yes. So... And possibly first time, yeah, probably not the first time here at Microsoft. And, uh, and then we have uh, Naughty Tomatoes. We were pretty excited about this. We didn't even know that these were going to have funny names when we right. decided to do them, so okay. they really played, played well so the, to our demographic. The fun jobby is the, is the lighter colored of the, of the two kurkure. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out that this one is, uh, has a loving, lovably endearing taste of Rajma curry. And it really kind of does. This is like, um, when you smell these, it really smells like kind of really not bad Indian food, but a little dustier. Right. Like Indian food that's been sitting around. In well, a, I feel these in are the a, opposite of the Funyuns, and I think they have a really good aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It kind of rounds out. Nice, um, nice amount of sweetness and saltiness. We were talking before about things you can things you can powder and, and use as like a coating for fried foods. I think this would work great, mm-hmm. as long as the spices didn't burn. I suppose that is really delicious. I'm really impressed with these. Okay, can we get, to the, can we get to the naughty tomatoes? This is what we've been waiting for. I've been thinking about naughty tomatoes all day, <laughs> which, which typical, means it's a typical. typical yeah. yeah. Whoa. So. Um, I think that these, oh my gosh, there are recipes on the side of this. Really? I'm going to share one. Hmm, this is really sweet. Yeah. How to make kukure chaat chakar. Take one onion, one tomato, and one cabbage finely chopped. Add kukure naughty tomatoes. Mix well. Add 250 grams of curd and tamarind chutney. Red chili powder, jeera, and salt to taste. Serve with tea. Recipe courteous, excuse me, recipe courtesy of the Reja family. Wow. Wow. Serve with tea. It's so much more civilized than these things. I know. Wow. Okay, do you think we I'm can, really impressed do you think we can pick a winner among these? I mean, each, each one, with, with a couple of exceptions, uh, is appealing in its own way. I like I'm, the fun jobby. I, I'm inclined to go with one of the kurkure. I think they're really delicious, and I kind of like the naughty tomatoes. You like the naughty tomatoes? I bet they'd be kind of good with a Coke. Okay, the the naughty tomatoes. I, I like the I like the, the spice, but um, it has sort of it sort has sort of a tomato juice quality to it, and I'm sort of scared of tomato juice. Well, um, I have to say, I, I think we highly recommend Kukure after this. I mean, it's worth the road trip. Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants wants more, we can we can open some. We have some other flavors of Kukure that we can try yeah. after the broadcast. Yeah, happy to share. So, um, so anyway, I guess we should sort of wrap it up, and then we can maybe take some questions. Yeah, absolutely. So, we can we will. Stand here all day and, and answer questions about puffy snacks or, or anything else. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that makes your grains expand rapidly. I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. Thank you. 
And thank you to those of you who tasted. Yeah. Because it, it's lonely up here. Yeah. I mean, you guys really should come eat some more of this stuff. You shouldn't leave us alone with it or we will eat all of it. That's, that's true. There'll be five empty bowls and two very sad I've looking I've actually already bowls. eaten a lot more than you did. I, I think I, that you need okay. to keep up with me. Okay. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 